previously on the Social Proof Podcast. I, you know, I got to ask, man. Why just what up? What happened? Well, we just had a different philosophy about the business. During the recession, even when you grow so quickly and you're so successful, you create, you know, this infrastructure also to support your growth. Well, you hit the recession. It's something that they had never seen before. Fortunately for me, when I got into the business, it was right during the recession, you know, of the late 80s, 92, 93, 94. We were coming out of the recession. Right. And I was able to work around, you know, guys that had been in the business and had lost everything. Right. And they had to start, they had to start over. Mm-hmm. And those stories left an indelible mark, you know, on me. I was like, wow. And they always taught me that, look, had they had a chance to do it over, you know, what they would have done was once they saw the signals of a financial crisis coming, you know, they would have, you know, made deep cuts, changes within their organization. But also from that point, they would have restructured their business operations to have the risk side, but also the services side to balance the business. Because in the downtimes, your services side, you can pretty much predict what those inflows are. Okay, it's especially when you have certain businesses that are inter- interdependent of each other yeah. and you have a portfolio here. I'm still, if I'm not building new properties, I will still have 4,000 some odd units under management. Okay, mm. so my management company may not grow, but it still gets that stream of income, you know, from our properties because we still have to operate them. Yeah. We still, the construction management company may not um, oversee four or five projects a year. But guess what? We still have to do capital repairs mm-hmm. on those units. Okay, so they can focus on the capital repairs on, on our portfolio. They don't have to go out there and seek a lot of outside business because guess what? Other developers have the same issue. They're not, if I'm not developing, other developers are not developing. Sure, for sure. Okay, so um, having a diversified business that was vertically integrated was going to be key to help overcome, you know, some of these uh, financial real estate cycles that, you know, just don't know when they're coming. Gotcha. But in, the other thing is, is was changing our risk profile. With my previous partners, we were too high risk. We we're doing anywhere from affordable housing, you know, student housing developments, luxury apartments to condos on the so beach. So y'all were taking whatever. Yes, we were doing high-end condos on the beach, you know, averaging price for a condo, $700,000, $800,000. Okay, we were in the height of it. And so that is high risk. So I changed our business platform to a low to moderate risk. So we don't do anything. They didn't like that. But that's what we needed. But when you have other partners, I mean, everybody gets to vote. Yeah, for sure. And they thought that they're probably the horizon on the recession was going to be shorter than what we actually experienced. So 2007, even though we saw the recession towards the end of 2007, fourth quarter, Countrywise of the world going down and whatnot, they they thought that hey this thing will recover, you know, in the next twelve months. Well, two thousand eight, you realize it doesn't recover. Two thousand nine, you're like it's getting deeper. That's when really everything is being uncovered. The deals that people thought were still going to be successful and whatnot because this recession would go by in twelve to eighteen months, and guess what? We're even deeper into it. You are talented, but the biggest problem you have is you do not have a community. If you take your talents and put it in the right community, it will grow. It's like 
you have a really special seed. If you put it in the right environment, the right soil, it grows. When it's in the wrong soil, it just doesn't grow. You are a very special seed, but you're just in the wrong soil. You're around the wrong people. Do you know at the morning meetup, themorningmeetup.com, there's five to 700 entrepreneurs together every single day. The ground is fertile. I'm teaching entrepreneurship from very basic practical steps on how to grow your business. Inside the morning meetup, we've had multiple people. I've helped dozens of people quit their job. First off, I'm the best coach in the world. So I want you to join the community. Not for me, though. Even though I'm going to give you some really good information, I want you to be around this environment of other people that are winning, okay? So go to themorningmeetup.com and just do the dollar trial. If you like it, you can stay. It's only $79 a month. I just want you to taste test it. But if you don't, if you do taste test it, you're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't like David. I don't like the way he looks. It's too early in the morning. It's actually 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can just leave. No obligations. All good. Nobody's going to chase you down. Okay. So go to themorningmeetup.com. This is exactly what you've been looking for. Did you acquire some real estate in that time frame? We acquired real estate as a company during that time frame. Was it like pennies on the dollar? No, we weren't. At that time, we weren't in a position to um, be that type of an uh, of an investor. We were really acquiring to continue to develop deals. Gotcha. Okay, you you really didn't see the high discount on real estate until you know post twenty ten. Gotcha. Okay, twenty ten to twenty thirteen. That's when most of the deals at this point, the lenders have given you, you know, all kinds of forbearances for like six months, extended to 12 months from 2008, 2009. Then they're like, this is not working. Now you're looking at foreclosure or you're looking at a deed in your foreclosure. Mm-hmm. And now the asset is under receivership. Then you go through, you know, if they're not, a- if you as a developer, you're not able to find a, you know, a, a suitor yeah. to buy it, to do a deed in your foreclosure, then it's under receivership. You've finally given up the keys and then now they're going to put it out in the market and that's a process. Mm. So 2010, end of 2009, 2010, that's when, you know, the vulture... It's so important that Black voices are represented in Black media for so many different reasons. And the next generation of Black uh, voices and influencers from Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collections, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. And every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Smyrta to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black Stories, Black Truths. I listen and I'm enjoying these conversations that are for us, by us. Black representation, again, it hasn't always been uh, shared from our perspective. And black perspectives haven't been censored in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Here are a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center black voices. It's NPR. Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as very nuanced and black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen to the Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR, wherever you get podcasts. Because we're out there. You know, the bottom feeders, they're like, look, we can get <laughs> deals 
30 cents on the dollar, 50 cents on the dollar. So from that 2010 to Are those 2013. bottom feeders or oh, yeah. savvy investors? Well, it's both. I mean, you know, some, it depends on who's on the other side. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> for who's, sure. who's the seller? Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. What, what title are you going to give? Yeah, okay. Right, but right, right. No, I mean, we'll call it, you know, bottom feeders. Some, there are people that are taking their, advantage. Yeah, they're always taking advantage. Yeah. It's, at the end of the day, they take advantage. It doesn't matter whether you're church, whether you're older gentleman, older lady, and whatever, there's an opportunity and they feel as though that, hey, we can take advantage here. We have leverage. They're going to mm. push the leverage. Right. Okay. Now you have other people who are very conscious, you know, investors, and they're looking at um, getting a good deal, but at the same time, they're not trying to destroy um, the person that's selling, especially gotcha. if they're in a bad way. They're trying to figure out a way. They always come in with some form of a win-win. It may not necessarily be what you believe the win yeah. is, but it is an effort to try to get you at par somehow and make sure that you don't hurt too much. Too, so too that's kind of how, why, why you do the deal with the churches and say, yo, well, you can retain some equity. So that- Oh, yeah. It's a different structure. It's a different yeah. formula because then it satisfies both parts of it. Sure. Watching the congregation, the the ones that are saying no because they're they're just trying to preserve what they have and don't know, you don't want to lose it, and they don't understand, you know, what selling means and right. what would happen with those funds. And then you have those who understand a little bit better and they're more business savvy, and so therefore we're like, look, you can sell, make some profit, retire some debt, create more liquidity, improve your campuses. Mm-hmm. And then, but also be part of this redevelopment yeah. for long term. For sure. Still, okay, still so you still have a piece of this deal. So you are in a part owner of the transaction. You're not the managing partner, yeah. but you are a partner. Yeah. You know, so that works well. The public housing authorities is no different as far as how we partner with them. We, you know, they're put the land in the deal, you know, most of the time. And they typically have anywhere from a 20, you know, to 50% ownership in the deal as we redevelop it. Mm. So when y'all split, is it like I take some of the real estate, you take some of the real estate? Yes, we did. We we had some, for me, I took, I didn't take a lot of operating properties. I took a couple that were under development and then I took the development rights that we had created for future properties Mm. because I needed some assets in order to have a balance sheet that showed assets as yeah. a new company, gotcha. which is one of the mistakes many companies make. You know, they go into business and they think just having capital is enough. Well, most lenders want to see that you have, you know, assets that are truly income producing. Right, right, right. So when you show you have two um, multifamily buildings that are three or four or 500 units that are producing, you know, cash flow annually, and those are tangible assets that have value you know, they have permanent financing on them. They like that kind of collateral yeah. on your balance sheet. But they also like to see liquidity too. Right, I feel like. The thing about liquidity, like. it's all about a, a period of time. Yeah. Right now, as we sit, you can sit, you can have $10 million in your bank. And then we leave and go to Vegas and then we blow about $5 million. <laughs> right, okay, right, you right. come back on Monday, you only have $5 million of liquidity. Yeah. Not gonna happen the same way with but your bills. Exactly. Sick. Gotcha, so gotcha. we we did that. I took that route um, because I really didn't want any of the older properties, didn't want any of the older headaches or whatnot. And it was good. And plus, I presided over the development company anyway, so it was easy for us to make that transact transition because a lot of those relationships on 
the new development rights on deals, you know, we had created, mm. my team had. So it was an easy, um, you know, line for us to, to, to draw based on the assets that we had that were both already operating and non-operating. To listen to or watch this full episode, be sure to check out the Social Proof Podcast on your favorite listening platform or on YouTube. Finally, you asked for it and we created a Patreon, okay? We created an inner circle. We have amazing stories, amazing information, how-tos from the episodes. The only thing we're missing is a community. So it's about that time. We put together a Patreon. We put together a community because we have to have conversation around the information. So even this podcast we're listening to right now, there needs to be conversation. I want to hear what you got. I want to hear what you got. Like, let's throw some stuff back and forth. And because we're like-minded, we're all going in the same direction. When we connect, connect in a community, we can connect on other stuff outside the community because we're building real relationships, okay? So check out the Patreon. We got three tiers. I don't care what tier you join. Um, the, support is, um, the support is appreciated. What if I told you for $1, I will introduce you to hundreds of entrepreneurs every single morning this week from all across the country. You'll be able to talk to hundreds of entrepreneurs and I'll coach you. I'll coach you for a dollar this whole week. And I'll introduce you to some of my successful friends for a dollar this week. Would you, would you take part in that? Well, go to the morningmeetup.com because that's exactly what we're doing here. Okay. The only organization that gathers entrepreneurs every single day for the betterment of entrepreneurship. Okay. Every single day, Monday through Friday, we gather, we're growing, we're learning. We got a book club. Have you ever seen hundreds of entrepreneurs reading the same book? Every single chapter, every single day, we're growing together. Okay. You need the environment to grow in the morningmeetup.com a dollar. I'm going to give you all this for a dollar. If you want to stay, Great. It's $79 a month after that. If not, no obligation. You can leave whenever you want. All right? TheMorningMeetup.com. I'll see you in the morning. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.